Hi, hello. Um, welcome back to the Embracing Hope podcast. It's Hallie, your host as always. On today's episode, I am joined by my best friend, Megan. She and I actually recorded this podcast a couple of weeks ago. And when we started recording the podcast, our intention was for us to discuss disordered eating, um, not to be confused with an eating disorder, but more of how our relationship with food and our relationship with our body became very unhealthy and um, it did become more of a disordered type of eating. Um, However, the podcast very quickly morphed when we sat down and actually started recording. Um, We ended up discussing diet culture, um, being anti-diet, joyful movement um and then we really dug in and discussed Megan's journey through a very restrictive structured toxic diet program and kind of how she came out on the other side being very anti-diet finding body neutrality um and now really trying to bring more of that into our culture and into our world um, Megan is just one of the most delightful creatures I have ever known. Um, she, like I said, she's one of my best friends and she just radiates so much love and compassion. Um, when I started the podcast, I knew that Megan needed to be on one of the episodes. I didn't know exactly what we would talk about, um, but then this kind of came up and it worked out really well and she'll probably be back on for us to discuss several other things. We're both very passionate about some of the same things that are going on in our culture and things that really affect women and people that present as women and um, just all those kinds of things. She, she's hilarious. She's the best. Um, and I truly, truly hope you guys are able to take something away from this podcast Um, and that her story and her journey through, um, this like messed up culture that we have around eating in our bodies, um, will really help some of you guys to find your healing and hope. Um, so if that's something that you're interested in, then please stay tuned. All right, Megan. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for coming today. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to have you here. I think we should just go ahead and jump right on into our topic for let's, today. Let's do it. All right. So we're talking about, I think I'm calling it like disordered eating because I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else to like really call it. Right. Um, and I mean, for me, I think realizing that my relationship with food and relation, my relationship with my body are not healthy equated to me kind of coming to the fact of, like, me not having, like, a diagnosable eating disorder. But my eating and my relationship with my body are not healthy, and it's definitely, like, a disordered type of eating. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think it is important to make that distinction because so many people have disordered habits and thoughts and eating structures I guess but not everybody has an eating disorder so like being able to distinguish between what is an eating disorder which is diagnosed by a professional and whatever versus disordered eating or disordered thinking is like much more like person to person I think yeah and I I think along with disordered eating like 
have not been diagnosed, but I can definitely say that I have body dysmorphia. Yeah. Because I think I can look at myself day to day, like in the mirror and just be like, ew. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we'll like look at a picture of me from like that same day and be like, oh, okay. What? Like when the evidence so, is like directly in front of me, I'm like, oh, I, so funny. I don't look like that. So I, that's so interesting to me because I am actually the opposite where I will look at myself. I'll see myself in the mirror and like, yeah, I'll be like, mm, that could be, <clears throat> I would change that or I would change that or whatever. But it's, I'm not like distraught. Right. Yeah. And then I see a picture of myself. And I fall apart. Like, I fall apart. I guess I should probably specify that if someone else takes a photo of me, like, that I'm not prepared for. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, at some heinous angle. (laughs) Because, like, yeah, let's be real, people. Like, we're not going to mention names, but they take photos of you and you're, like. Yeah. You're, like, how, why do, I thought you loved me. Yeah. Like, Like, why would you take a picture of me like that? Why do I look yeah. Like that, when then I have a photo from that exact same day, and I'm like... I look good. I'm like, these two yeah. people don't match up. What's, yeah. Which, what is to believe here? Right, right. So what is the truth? <laughs> Rich. Yeah. Yeah. No. But yeah, that's so interesting. <sighs> okay, well, um, I guess my first kind of, like, question, discussion topic is, when was the first time that you realized your relationship with food in your body was unhealthy? So I feel like... It's very interesting because, I don't know, it's been, it's a complex journey. (laughs) So, like, I always thought that I was unhealthy, Mm -hmm. right? And so, but I, it wasn't until very recently, like the last couple years, that I realized that the way that I approached food and the way that I approached my body, that was the unhealthy part, Okay. right? So it wasn't until really after, it was probably like two and a half years ago okay. that I realized and understood that like the way that I've approached my self-esteem, my body, my relationship with food, all of that was actually the unhealthy part because I had internalized it and made it my problem, mm-hmm. right? That it was like all these things about me, like that's what's unhealthy is like what I do or, you know, what my body is like, whatever. But then kind of flipping the switch and being like, no, 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 no. It's how I'm thinking about all these things. That's what's unhealthy. Was that after the yeah the whole the diet thing? Yeah, I don't want to call it the name. Right. No, I won't say it. the name, yeah. but after the diet. Yeah. 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 Okay. I was just curious. Yeah. Um, can we discuss what followed after kind of like realizing that this, it wasn't necessarily that you were unhealthy, but it was the way, like your thoughts and the way that you were handling them. Yeah. So it threw me for quite a loop Mm -hmm. Uh, for a few months after that, um, I, genuinely felt like I was like everything that I thought I knew is wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, because 
I, once we, once I kind of started to approach this like anti-diet way of thinking, um, and just kind of focusing on healing, just healing, right? So Mm -hmm. healing that relationship, not fixing and not like even like, yes, changing, but not on the focus of like, okay, well now this is how I need to think. And this is more of just like letting it be a healing process and having things be destigmatized, right? So the way that I approach food being so different. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, once I started to kind of like undertake that, I guess, I don't that feels like the wrong word, but once I started to go through that, I suppose, um, it was very messy, like emotionally and just mentally, it kind of felt like this like mind fuck of like, what, what, how, what, (laughs) what does this mean? And how does this work? And like, what does that mean in terms of like, what am I going to look like? And just a lot of complicated feelings. Um, a lot of guilt, uh, for how I treated myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and guilt even in like, for partaking in this diet culture and like perpetuating it through myself and, Mm -hmm. um, through you know talking to others and just feeling very like guilty um and kind of lost a little bit like not really knowing like because developing an anti-diet um mental framework it's it feels much messier than a diet, right? Because yeah. a diet's going to tell you, do this, don't do this, yeah. right? Yeah. Whereas just kind of living outside of diet culture is like, you could you could try this, mm-hmm. but it's it it's just so subjective, and it's not at, it's so much more of a personal thing of like, well, for me, joyful movement means. Mm-hmm. Lifting weights, right? Whereas, like, I for love others, that term, like joyful I movement. When we discussed that, love. I was like, um, "What? What is something like?" Because, like, weirdly enough, I love when I am in shape enough, and I mean, like, my lungs are in shape enough, yeah, yeah, um, to run, right? Like, there is nothing better than like just putting my feet to the pavement and just yeah. going, yeah, um. I don't know if it brings me joy. Right. I mean, I would say, like, so, so, and that's one of those things that it's, like, examining and dissecting every little thing. Like, yeah. it's, it's worth, it's worth it. Yeah. Because you get to this point on the other side of just, like, and it's, it's, it's never a destination. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, where I can go to the gym now and I, like, lift weights and... It is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just love it. And, like, there are times where I'm, like, fuck squatting. I mm-hmm. will... Actually, no. Actually, I never want to... No, I love squatting. But... <laughs> she doesn't um, know. <laughs> no. But, no. But, like, arms, okay? I mm-hmm. Like, as I got more comfortable with squatting, I was, like... And, like, other, like, leg strength training. Yeah. I was, like, okay. I want to branch out and kind of do, like, some arm stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I want to see what else I can do. What else I'm capable of, right? Yeah. Like, what else my body can do. And so I started like going to doing arm stuff 
And I like it because I can compete with myself. And that is what's fun for me is, like, mm-hmm. being able to compete against myself and, like, seeing, you know, growth and change and whatever. Um, just in, like, the level of weights that I can do. Yeah. But I'm also, like, like fuck chest press. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> yeah. No. Or, like. <laughs> Or, like, tricep dips, like... No. Rather not. <laughs> Rather not. Like, I, I respectfully will pass. Yeah. Um. So, but, yeah, so joyful movement, I think it depends on, like, for each person. Because, like, the way you talk about running, you're like, no, like, that's so awesome and great. Like, it doesn't mean that, like, mid-run, you're still, like, smiling or whatever. You can yeah. be like, I want to die. But if afterwards you're like, I love that I just ran. Like, that's awesome. Well, I think for me, the... Running is one of those things when I am back in the practice of it. Yeah. Like, when yeah. I I think when I first get back into it, I'm always like, why do I do this? Right. Like, this isn't fun. Yeah. Um, but I think that's true for anything, like, that you haven't done. But when I am in that, and I have been, and I have done it the way that I should, which means that I haven't pushed myself to the brink of oblivion, um, and have injured myself, then I love it. Like, I love being able to, like, cut, like you were saying, challenge yourself and, like, cut my numbers down and see Mm -hmm. how much faster I can run a mile Mm -hmm. and all those things. But I think one of my main, like, joyful movements has been doing yoga. Mm -hmm. Because I love being able to, A, I feel like it, I'm able to connect. Yeah. Um, I'm able to, you know quiet my mind and, you know, actually be present in, um, in my exercise, which I'm not in running in my, in running. I'm like destination, destination, destination. Like I'm going to run, you know, three miles and I'm going to do it in this amount of time. And it's, that is more of like competing with myself. Yeah. Whereas in yoga, my intention is to connect with myself mm-hmm. like connect inside like connect mm-hmm. to inner Hallie and like do that and then but also being able to see me do different movements and yeah. different poses that I haven't been able to do because I'm yeah. seeing my flexibility change and yeah you know seeing different strengths build up in different areas of my body that I didn't know were things um has definitely been more um I think beneficial yeah. More beneficial um, than running. <laughs> well, so, and it's so funny because I think, like, part of what I love about the idea of joyful movement, and we can talk about kind of where that even comes from, too, but, like, the idea of joyful movement is, again, so subjective. Is like, for me, like, if I'm doing yoga, I enjoy the stretch and I enjoy, like, whatever. My mind is not, like, inward focused. I'm like, five, four three, two, oh, thank God. <laughs> right? Like, I'm so focused on, like, am I getting, first of all, am I getting the position right? Do I yeah. have good form? Like, yeah. I'm very much in my head yeah. about what I am doing yeah. and not, like, it's not a connection practice for me. Okay. So, like, but it's so cool because I feel like what diet culture tells you is, like, you need cardio, so you need to run. Yeah. But, like, no. Like, that's not, like... It's just complicated. But basically the whole the whole idea of joyful movement is like, yes, like we do need but like to 
it is beneficial to move our bodies in some way, right? Like it's not like, it's not like that, but it's also like you do not need to punish your body. Like doing things to punish your body in terms of like, oh, I'm, I'm too fat. So I need to run. Yeah, or right. I ate this much food today. Right, so I need to... And if I don't do X, Y, and Z, then I'm going to be fat. Right, exactly. Like, that's yeah. doing... That is movement that you are using to punish your body yeah. for doing something. Whereas, like, hey, this makes me feel good. And, like, for... Okay, so for my mom, it's walking. She just walks all the time, and she yeah. loves walking. Yeah, and that's that's her joyful movement. That is something that she does that really makes her happy. My dad. For me, it's squatting. Like, yeah. I genuinely just love weighted squats. <laughs> like, I just love them. <laughs> like, I squatted over 200 pounds, the, like, a couple weeks ago. And I was like, I am so fucking powerful. Like, I was like, I am so strong. Yeah. I am just unbeatable. Like, I'm amazing. You know what I mean? And, like, that's the type of stuff that, like, I never felt when I was on, like, prescribed diets and prescribed workout plans and stuff like that. It's just not joyful. I love seeing, like, feminine presenting people Mm -hmm. doing weights. Yeah. Because I think there is something that's so... interesting like interesting in a good way that to watch feminine presenting people like go and just be like i'm gonna be strong yeah and like i'm gonna be powerful and because i mean most of the time like our society is not in our culture is not like women should be strong right it's like women should be thin and dainty should be like very thin and like long and just like you know, whatever. And I'm like, I'm going to squat 200 pounds, yeah. bitch. Like, <laughs> and I, like, I'm going to squat your man. Yeah. Like, I can legit squat a human. And, like, that makes me very happy. Yeah, I love it. I yeah. am not one of those people. Like, that's not my thing. I'm, I did, and I, I think it's because I have a distaste for weightlifting in general mm-hmm. um, from high school. Because mm-hmm. I did, um, what was the class called? It was supposed to be a rhythmics class. Okay. Like a dancing class. Uh-huh. It was weightlifting for girls. Oh, god damn it. Like, I can't remember what it was called. Like, rhythmin, rhythmics and movement or something like that. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. Like, yeah. let's do that. And I thought we'd be, like, you know, doing, like, different... Like, dances? Working and... with rhythm. I don't right, know. Right, right. Um... And, like, I thought maybe, like, it would get into some, like, yoga because it was, like, movement or whatever. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then I get in there and we're literally, like, in the football weights room. The whole class? It was just girls. And it was just a girls class. It was all women. Right. Which, I mean, I think back on it, I'm like, that's kind of beautiful. Um, But it's misleading. But it also, yeah. Now, did I get, like, crazy strong? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Could I do, like... 350 pounds on like a leg press yeah oh yeah 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 i was like i love leg press i do too now leg press i can get behind but that's also because naturally my body naturally i have stronger legs yes okay same i told jonathan one time okay so when we first started when i first started going with him and i was like i'm gonna do leg stuff i'm like because my legs get strong really fast and he was like that's bullshit and i was like (laughs) Uh, no, it's not. Yeah. I was like, my legs get strong really fast. And like, 
one week I did just the bar, which is like mm-hmm. 45. The next week I did 135, mm-hmm. right? The next week I did like 185. Mm-hmm. Like I was going up exponentially mm-hmm. and he was like, wow, your legs really do get strong really fast. And I was mm-hmm. like, I fucking told you. Now my arms, nothing. Nothing. I've been at, like, 10 pounds, like, for I think, six weeks. I think my arms just don't work. Yeah, no, they <laughs> I just don't. don't. I don't know they how don't. To, It's like... I don't know how to say that without, like... Because I think about, like, my aptitude for sports. Mm-hmm. Hand-eye coordination, zilch. Yeah. Like, can't do it. Right. Like, someone asked me, like, they're like, throw this basketball. I'm like... No. You can line me up perfectly with the basketball hoop yeah. and with, like, the basket. It'll be all the way yeah. off in, like, the no. left corner. Can't I don't, do it. I can't do it. it like, it doesn't work. Nope. I have gone to batting cages. Mm-hmm. No. I know where the ball is going. Right. Still can't hit it. Right. Like, it's... it's yeah. My le- my arms don't function, like, don't connect with my brain. Yeah. So, therefore, I'm just like, they do what they do. Right. Yeah. And so, I can't... Yeah, they're... Yeah. They just stay the way that they stay. Yeah. No, my arms. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, I start doing calf raises in the bathroom while I'm brushing my teeth Ooh. and like, I'm going to be like, they're going to be cut. Years. Like in no time. Start doing that. that semester that I was in weightlifting, I mean, by the end of the semester, the guys would like leave like whatever weights they were at, like on a leg press and yeah. I'm going to just do and it. And you're like, okay. Yeah. yeah. They could have been doing, I don't know what they were doing. Right. But I could do it. I think I do... Whatever it what's uh what's one eighty plus forty five? Two twenty five? Two twenty five. I do two twenty five on like press. Yeah. And it, it's just like God, it's so much fun. I don't I've never maxed out on like press. I wonder what I could do. I also That's just like what I do. Mm-hmm. Okay, well so yeah, let's get back to um eating. Dieting. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> So, um, how, how, how did you even go about saying like, all right, so obviously I have a disordered way of thinking when it comes to eating. Right. Um, how did you even begin to so correct that, I guess? So, okay. So what brought me to that point even initially was I was on a very restrictive diet. Mm-hmm. Very restrictive. Um, and I mean, I, not to like go like deep into it, but I mean, just for the listeners, it was. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to give detail. Yeah, I don't want to talk numbers because yeah. I don't want to like trigger anybody, but it was dangerously low in calorie intake. Well, and like the research that's been done on this specific diet mm-hmm. has been very negative. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's bad. It's not when it first it's not even it's just not healthy. Like even the food right. that you're consuming while you're on it right. is not it's it's not food. No. It genuinely is not. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's, so, all, that's all I want to say. Like, that's... Yeah. So... But I was on that for... I did that for a while. And, like, I remember when I talked to the person who I signed up with, I told them... Like, they asked me why I wanted to do it. 
Um, and I told him, I was like, you know, I just feel like, God, it's so fucked up. I was like, I feel like what I look like on the outside does not match how I feel on the inside. Yeah. And essentially what that boiled down to was I am fat on the outside, so therefore I'm not pretty, but I feel like I'm pretty on the inside. Mm -hmm. And so I want to be pretty on the outside and just kind of that classic, just kind of equating fatness with beauty, beauty, right? Or lack of beauty, right? So like just equating that. And so that was my, like my why, right? Um, and then, but then months after that, um, yeah, after being on that for a while, I would find myself just like really hardcore binging, like Mm -hmm. hardcore binging. Um, and, and I don't use that phrase. I don't use that word colloquially because like what that has kind of commonly been described as is just like eating a lot of food. Yeah. Right. But like, you know, I won't go into it, but if you look at like the clinical definition of binging, like it's so much more intense than that. Well, I mean, you were on an incredibly restrictive diet plan. Yeah. Um, that wasn't sustainable at all. Um, and I will even go into say that it's not sustainable for anybody. Like, Mm. I don't care. No, I don't care what you're doing. Like eventually you're this diet plan is not going to work for everybody. Right. Well, because long term diets are designed to fail. Yeah. All right. And like, not because like, well, for a few reasons, but like if diets worked, Everybody would be skinny. Everyone would be thin and yeah. like, and nobody would have to go on multiple diets, right? Like if you think about how many diets in your lifetime have you been on? Oh yeah. Right. And they tell you that it's because of you. Yeah. Like you are the problem. Like you're the reason this diet didn't work. Yeah. You so you need to try another one. Right. Have, yeah. Like you don't have, that's not it. And like, anyways, but what brought me to that point of making the drastic switch of of I'm on and promoting this diet versus mm-hmm. now being so just staunchly anti-diet and just yeah. like fiercely just it's fiercely anti-diet. Yeah. Um and anti-diet culture is because um I was talking to my therapist and I was talking about how I hadn't lost any weight that week. And why I thought it was because of X, Y, Z, like a thing that I had eaten, like one, like a thing, not a binge session, not, you know, whatever. It was a thing. And I was like, I think that, and she was like, she's like, okay. She goes, are you like, are you afraid of that? And I lost it. I broke down and I realized like I am legitimately terrified Mm -hmm. of food. Mm. I'm terrified of food and how, like, and how I felt like my, how delicate my whole system was, right? That, like, by, you know, quote, unquote, messing up, right? By, like, Mm -hmm. veering ever so slightly off of this plan that I would ruin 
everything and how just I felt like that was so delicate and how I felt like every waking moment I was thinking about food. I was thinking about when I was going to eat next, what I was going to eat, um, how it would impact the way I look. How was I going to look tomorrow? What was, what was I going to weigh next week? What was I going to weigh this week? Was there going to be like, just, that was all I thought about. It was all I thought about. Yeah. It's all consuming. Yeah. And so just kind of coming to that realization and then I don't know how, but it wasn't too, it wasn't too far after that, that, um, I listened to this podcast called food psych Mm -hmm. and she is a food psychologist, right? So she was a licensed dietitian, anti-diet dietitian. Like she like, she's so smart. She has so many degrees. Um, and she talks about like diet culture, being anti-diet, health at every size movement, um, and just kind of like the science and psychology that goes into all of this stuff. And I was like, holy shit, like this is insane. And one of the episodes that she had was um, from this author, Caroline Dooner, who wrote mm-hmm. The Fuck It Diet. Yep. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to read that because, you know, first of all, this woman is, like, hilarious. Like, listen to her on the podcast and um, on that episode. And I was like, okay, she's hilarious. I'm going to listen to this book. And it's going to be great. And truly, that is what has changed. Like, that combination of events, for sure. But it's it's that book itself that I Mm -hmm. go back to multiple times a year to be like no, this is, this is right. Like this whole anti-diet movement is just the best. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, just because like, because the journey is so difficult to replace all of this stuff that you thought about what health is, what what weight means, Mm -hmm. um, what, you know, what people quote unquote need to do, Mm -hmm. all of these different things. Like it is so just messed up. (laughs) It's so messed up. Like, um, and so in terms of like, a a journey of healing like that and then that whole kind of like community that I found kind of through that um on like social media and just kind of following more and more of like that same people with that same mentality and goal um has what's helped me because there are so many times so many times like I've been actively pursuing this um and like actively seeking out this type of community and knowledge and whatever yeah. for like over two years. Yeah. And I still have really intense moments of like, in t- like intense body thoughts, right? Yeah. Like of, you know, it before, I'm not being super chronological, but like okay. before I went on that program that I went on, um, I would, the first word that came into my mind when I saw my body, like if I was in the mirror, right, clothed, unclothed, whichever one, the very first word that came to my mind was gross. Yeah. Like, I would just look and be like, gross. Yeah. 
and it's it's so sad yeah (laughs) so sad um but that's not my reality anymore and that blows my mind because I didn't think that that was gonna uh, like possible to move from yeah like I thought it was just gonna be something that I had to accept Mm -hmm. right and like just become like you know that is what it is but like that's just not what I think anymore and like in fact now not that this has to be a goal. I think I think body neutrality is actually really important. Yeah. Um, body posi- positivity is great. I think body neutrality is more important. Um, but now, like, I'll see myself, like, fully naked, out of the shower. Like, I walk into my bedroom and I have, like, that full-length mirror, yep. you know, that mirror. And I'll be like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. You know? And... To say, for the word in my mind to go from gross to okay. Yeah. Is. Gross. Just unbelievable. (laughs) Yeah. Just unbelievable. So, anyways, I talked for a long time and I hit on too many. I've wandered a lot, but. That's okay. But I think it also helps too. Like, part of what also made me realize that I was having disordered thoughts and just an unhealthy relationship with food in my body is that when I, um, I was early into my relationship with Jonathan when Mm -hmm. all of this happened and, um, (laughs) that had its own set of anxieties and just anything. Um, because I met him when I was at my lowest weight. Yeah. Um, so Yeah, so that kind of, like, messed with my mind a little bit. But I was like, I can't, I I can't participate in meals with him. Like, Mm. we would go out to eat, and I would be, aside from just my (laughs) average everyday panic that didn't let me um, eat in front of him, um, I also wasn't really able to because I was like oh like I have to have this or I have to have that like oh it's time now for this thing or you know whatever and it was just so like regimented that I legitimately could not eat with my boyfriend because it was so messy and complicated yep but then you know, just a few months in is when I had this kind of like revelation and I started pursuing, pursuing more like intuitive eating, um, which I still don't love to like, because that still feels prescribed and it still feels like a thing, but that's the very, that's the closest that I can kind of get to it in terms of like labeling something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I was telling him, I'm like, yeah, like you just like, I just kind of have to like listen to my body and like honor what my body is asking for and Mm -hmm. trust that like my body knows best and I'm trying to like re you know whatever and he's like he's like oh so like you kind of eat like when you're hungry but like kind of let your body decide like what it is you're supposed to be eating and I was like I mean yeah pretty like more or less more or less Yeah. yeah and he was like he was like isn't that like isn't that what like everybody does and I was like, oh, okay, fuck you. So <laughs> no there, get, jot that down. <laughs> jot that down. Um, but I was like, he, like, seeing him and his relationship with food now. Yeah. He's very picky and he doesn't eat things and we know this. Mm-hmm. But in terms of his guilt-free 
eating relationship with food yeah and with his body yeah it blew my mind yeah completely blew my mind he doesn't have regret towards anything he eats yeah and he like he works out but he does it because it's fun Mm -hmm. and if he doesn't go to the gym he's not like oh i totally messed up like i you know whatever yeah he's just like fuck that i'm tired and he just doesn't go and it's totally fine so like seeing his approach to that and i was like that should not be as like foreign yeah, yeah as like revolutionary yeah as it is <laughs> like that just was like that just blew my mind and i was yeah. like that's how it's supposed to be yeah like that's how it's supposed to be yeah so yeah and just yeah it's it's so messy though it's so it messy is. i think I think you hit on several topics of which I wanted to ask you about, which is great. I'm glad that you kind of just... Thank you for letting me ramble. (laughs) Thank you for letting me just, Um, like... Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it was just finding out kind of, like, where... From what I heard, and you can correct me, um, that you found hope in your community around this author who has written this book mm-hmm. um called the fuck it diet mm-hmm. um has given you kind of hope that you can heal that relationship with food and your body and just eating in general that like it's not what society tells us and that you know um because i started reading the book and i <laughs> as i told you i'm just absolutely blown away by what we have been conditioned to believe and yes. to see yeah um but to like kind of close us out here i would love for you just to kind of very quickly you know share like whatever has been the best part about going through your journey and then you know any advice that you want to give to anybody that's kind of you know in the same place that um you were two years ago so i think the best part is seeing the mental and emotional growth from that dark time two and a half years ago to now kind of like what I was saying where like the word that used to come to my mind initially was gross and now it's okay right and like I will I think I sent you I did. I sent you pictures, like, when I tried on those clothes the yeah, other day. I and so I was like, I was like, mo- like, oh, my gosh. I was like, never has a hotter person walked the planet well, than you, me right now. Like. And you looked incredible. Like, I was just them. like, but, like, being able to appreciate, because, like, I know that, like, that is, that's not always where I've been. Like, it was yeah. so much more of a place of, like, <laughs> um like a princess diaries moment of like oh. as usual this is as good as it's gonna get yeah and like that's truly just where i lived my life like yeah. i was like all right this is it this is my reality this is as good as it's gonna get whereas now i'm like okay and i'm like look at look at this like look yeah. at look at me go so i think that's kind of like been the most like rewarding and just being able that's kind of where my i think hope comes from is initially that hope came from reading this book and mm-hmm. seeing that community of so many other people who are like, this is how I felt and this is how I feel now. Mm-hmm. That's where that hope came from. Mm-hmm. And then my own personal progress mm-hmm. is where my hope, I think, continues to come from, Love right? That. Is yeah. because it's like seeing, being able to reflect upon like, 
even the times where my I see myself or I see a picture and I freak out and I go through this whole emotional turmoil, but being able to bring it back to like, okay, but you know, like this is where you started off mm-hmm. and this is where you are. Mm-hmm. And like, that doesn't mean that those freak out moments don't happen. And that 100% of the time mm-hmm. I'm like, I am hot shit. Like, yeah. no. Yeah. But being able to move past that without the need or without the, or against the desire to, okay, I need to restrict. I need to restrict. I need to change. I need to lose so much weight. I need to do this and whatever. Like, yeah, I think that's where the, I guess, hope comes from. I love that though. Because essentially what, what I'm hearing is that like, when you didn't have hope, you borrowed hope from other people who had been through it with, like, been through it before you. Mm-hmm. And then going forward, when you finally had gotten to a place of, like, I have strength. Mm-hmm. I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can be my own hope. Mm-hmm. I can provide my own hope. And then going forward, I can provide hope for other people. For other people. Which they can borrow from me. Yes. Yeah. I, mean, I just think that's, like, in my mind, like, that's healing. Like. Yeah. In a, like, not in a nutshell, but, like. That's kind of, like, my progress of healing, too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's... Yeah. It's true. It's kind of crazy, like... Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about... Like, until you asked that, like, where that hope came from and realizing that, like, absolutely when I need it and when I needed it initially, like, Mm -hmm. I have that community to, to, to... like you said, like to borrow that hope, but like realizing that like, shit, I kind of am my own hope now. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's, um, bonkers. Um, <laughs> that's just bonkers. It's like a Leslie Nope. Like I'm not afraid to admit that I'm often inspired by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but isn't that where we all kind of like need to get to? Like- yes. Yes. Like, Hey, like I look at, I'm inspired by me. Like, I don't know. That's, I knew. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anything else you would care to share with the class here? Please read the fuck it diet by Caroline Dooner. Please, please, please. Like, please. If you have any sort of, you know, desire to explore your relationship between food and your body, just exploring, like, even if you're like, I don't think I really need to heal anything. But if you're just even curious about, God, just please, please read it. If there was one book that I could be <laughs> like, force every person on the planet to read, it would be that book. Yeah. Please read it. I, um, I'll link it down in the yes. show notes. Yes. Um, on like Amazon or whatever. Yeah. Um, that I can do it too. And she has a podcast too. So okay. like, she has, I mean, she's all... She's all over the socials, but she just, God, please just fucking read it. Like, please read it. Well, thanks for coming, Megan. Yes. Thank you for having me. So glad you came. I hope people can (laughs) glean anything from the word vomit that I provided, but fingers crossed. Well, if you guys want to check out Megan and any of the things that she's doing, she's getting married. I'm getting married. We're so excited. Um, she's getting married in a couple months. Um, you can, I'll link her socials below too. Yes. All right. Well, continue this another time. Yes. <laughs>
Wow, that was really great. I hope you guys are able to take something away from this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with Megan, all of her socials are linked in the show notes below. And as always, my information is also linked in the show notes in case you want to reach out or just have a discussion. Or if you'd like to possibly be on the podcast and discuss your journey. Please join me next week as I am joined by my longest friend, Brianna. We discuss her marriage, which ultimately led to a divorce and just her journey through the divorce process and healing from that marriage and that divorce. Brianna is a force to be reckoned with. I don't know what else to say about her besides that, honestly. She is a strong woman. She is fiercely, fiercely protective of her son and herself. And she just had so many good things to say in this episode. So I hope you guys will tune in. I want to leave you guys with our affirmations for this week. I have two. The first affirmation is, and you can repeat them with me. I'm going to say them twice. I am whole, complete, and beautiful just the way I am. I am whole, complete, and beautiful just the way I am. Our second affirmation is, I will appreciate each way, no matter how small, I care for myself and my body. I will appreciate each way, no matter how small, I care for myself and my body. And so it is. Until next time.